It's Stone. And we're talking music. Talking music. On a nice fall day. Got our NPR voices going. Exactly, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, were, we were just listening to uh, Pitchfork Scoop of uh, ex- Extentacion. <laughs> Apparently, posthumously c- confessing to beating his girlfriend, or at least emotionally, well, definitely beating his girlfriend, but also emotionally mu- mu- manipulating her, also. So, uh, yeah. Oh, you teenagers out there talking about he's changed and yada, 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 and he's a really good person, and she did this and did that. I don't know. Yeah. And not only does he I- admit to abusing his girlfriend, um, he admits to stabbing eight people. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, if if can happen. If you're in the UK and shit, you know, you got your fresh trainers on, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? You're in the cypher. Somebody comes up to you. You know, you might have to stab a whole crew. So, uh, yeah, I mean, but like, like, here's the thing. It's like, we all kind of knew this was true. So, I mean, I, I think it's shocking that there's a confession tape and it's shocking to kind of hear like kind of the words coming out. And kind of hearing him kind of say, like, him doing these things. But this shouldn't be, like, like like XXX being, like, a dirtbag. It should not be new news. Yeah, it's, it's not. And I, I, and, and I think with him, it kind of, he got, he got, like, a lot of artists, unfortunately, where, you know, because his music touched a lot of people and because he died posthumously, and you could kind of write a tragedy if you wanted to, if you start, if you selectively delete paragraphs <laughs> of his life. <laughs> You've got a tragedy there, but at the end of the day, like you know, it, what sucks about him was he was old enough to know better, and and I know a lot of people are like, well, he was young, yada yada yada. I mean, he wasn't that young to know that you know, beating up your pregnant girlfriend just to fucking emotionally manipulate her is not really a good look. And he pretty much basically says that in the in the tape. He's like, oh yeah, I know that. Yeah. Like, oh you know, like whatever. And I'm just yeah, no, I mean. There should be no defense for like <laughs> what this dude has done. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's something where and like I, I just hope that again, you know, I'll never, you know, the bigger picture is I kind of get the idea of where if we judge art by the creators, we would all basically be just only be watching Mr. Rogers on TV. <laughs> that's all that'd be allowed. <laughs> But at the same time, I think it's bad to kind of deity these guys or like, you know, you know, enjoy if you're able to live with, you know, if you're able to kind of make that moral like decision, I, I will not fault you for enjoying his music. But I think the idea of that he was a good person and tattoos and whoop, 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 and he was just misunderstood. I don't know. About yeah. That. Yeah. It, it, we're in a very interesting time. I was actually having a conversation about this. Um, not for murderers. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like just, just kind of like, you know, the Me Too movement. And just kind of like what it's kind of weird now what we're able to say. Oh, you know, they're OK. They're ready to come back into society uh, versus, oh, no, no, you're going to jail for forever. Yeah. And kind of like what those lines are. And yeah, with XXX, it's always kind of been blurred um, just because, again, you know, we've always rooted for the antihero in American popular music, culture, cinema, whatever. Yeah. The, the- like, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's not surprising that he had fan base. It's not surprising that, you know, but yeah, it's like, what is that line? And actually who defines that line, which is actually kind of interesting. And we, we talked about this earlier with Spotify pulling its music. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, 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 
it's a weird time for culture. I, I think we're still trying to flesh out kind of where some of these people are. Obviously, you know, we can't compare what XXX has done, all, all these, these abusing, but, you know, versus like maybe sexual assault or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's kind of weird now, like where people's places are in society and what do now hearing this, like, are like what judgment, like, how do we accept these people even posthumously or, or not? Like, and those are, the, the, I don't know who decides that. I think the culture as a whole, but it's a culture as a whole, just a lot of his voices in Twitter. So yeah, it's, it's it's kind of a weird thing, like listening to this tape. And you know, I've always said he's a he's a dirtbag. I never really supported him or listened to his music, but you know, I know people who have listened to the music and kind of separated, you know, like the music from the man. And yeah, listening to this is like it's it's a very hard thing to to separate. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I yeah, and I agree. And, and what sucks about it is, and it's, what's weird is that even if you're the most like you know. I am whoop, whoop, whoop. I am the most woke. I will not, you know, I will not support this man or support this woman because of what they did. It's not really hard to like, you know, to go to any of our profiles and find something where it's like, oh, but you know, you shot, you, you were watching the Cosby show. You tweeted you were watching the Cosby show. Like, you know, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. That. so it's like, it's hard to like fucking find that line. And it's a line you kind of have to all make individually. I think it's good that we kind of have the information and we're able to make the choices. The only thing is, like I said, with, with X, what kind of irked me was the Vic Mensa stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. When basically, like, he he rapped about him in BT and it became this whole big scandal because he kind of mentioned that he's an abuser and yada, yada, yada. And you had this weird blowback where it's like, how dare he speak about him? And he's, you know, his... He's, he's on 100% because apparently in the past he kind of made mention how he used to argue for his girl and, you know, yeah. apologetic. He came, he, he came, he's, he kind of admitted that he was an asshole too. Yeah. And he kind of had to grow out of it. But it's it's rough. And I think that, you know, there's a line between like, you know, people, you know, because we all were assholes in our own way. I mean, I don't think I was, I'm pretty sure I wasn't a wife beating asshole when I was a little kid. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we all kind of grow and it's, that growth kind of happens. But I do think as a society, there's certain behavior where you have to kind of judge harshly. And, you know, there has to be some kind of repercussions. It may not be something where, you know, like, I think I'm, I think we're all said he got, he got killed and he left, you know, way, way, way before his time. Yeah. At the end of the day, it is disheartening to kind of see like him still getting praise as if like this Kurt Cobain ass hip hop figure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, no, definitely. Definitely. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's every time I am, I'm, I'm forced to speak about this dude. It's, it's very weird, you know? Cause again, like, yeah, we, we should pray. I'm not even praising the art, but you know, look like the dude has fans. Like, you know, there's tracks that like I caught myself up into, you know, like the other day. Cause I was like, Oh shit, this is groovy. Um, so yeah, I mean, Quick side question: What do you yeah. think of the little? Did you have a chance to listen to little Lil Wayne with him? That yeah. track, yeah, that, that, he actually that was actually that's probably his best song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, probably. He actually killed that hook. You know, yeah. you, you, you still feel as a person wherever you are. Yeah, but you, that hook wasn't that bad, there, buddy. But uh, anyway, yeah. um, enough about that. Yeah, um, and, uh, and, and on to other gripes. So apparently, uh, a week ago. You know, LP of Run the Jewels <laughs> kind of, you know, had a little had, had a little, little Twitter screed against Spotify, who I was very shocked to hear. Apparently, so as anybody who's ever made a dope ass, yo, I'm gonna make a remix or I'll make this dope ass fucking DJ set and try to upload it to various streamings. 
you find very quickly that there's these continuous like Matrix X robots roaming around, <laughs> and anything that sounds vaguely like a popular song, your shit gets taken down. Yeah, apparently that's not the way it is in Spotify. Yeah, which is, which is actually very shocking uh, that you can pretty much upload, uh, you know, an album and say your LP, or you can say your Killer Mike, or you can say your XXX, like. <laughs> And like the only, and I like it's like the most shocking thing about it is the only way that you can take it down on Spotify is to get a lawyer. Um, which in the LP was saying like you know he ever wants a month he has to like call up a lawyer to send like uh, cease and desist uh, and work for Spotify. I'm sure paying that lawyer one hundred fifty two hundred dollars an hour, you know, and I'm sure it's taxing for him. I mean, you know, I don't think you know LP and Killer Mike are like the richest dudes in the world, but. Uh, you know, so I don't think they can afford, like, you know, calling up a lawyer every month, but that's what they have to do to protect their copyright and protect their brand. Um, and it's crazy that, like, Spotify is kind of, like, um, you know, just, like, kind of asleep at the will about this. Um, and it's just insane because they're the premier service. So, it's, it's in a weird way, it'd be one and no, 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 and I love you. I love you, Jay. But, like, title. This is a title ass mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Like, they got too much of, they've got way too much of an impact in the industry to have let a ball like this drop. It's yeah. something where if it's, it's a new player, something new on the sneak account, understand. Yeah. But by this time, just the idea of being able to put somebody else's music up on there and make money off of it, that's some crazy ass shit. And it's something that YouTube, so arguably negatively, and so, and SoundCloud too, arguably negatively, they, they were almost over. <laughs> yeah. over regulating those things yeah so it's kind of crazy where you basically have the premiere music platform period and they can't even get a fucking day one shit that these other you know soundcloud compared to fucking spotify it's like david and goliath and yet spotify was i mean soundcloud was still able to get the shit together yeah you know it's, it's crazy too because you know I, I i work in product and technology and and it's just kind of crazy that that's like not even something that people were thinking about. Like they're thinking like like oh like people are gonna like upload their music and artists are gonna have direct access to Spotify. It's gonna be so great. Like nobody in those meetings or conference rooms said, "Hey, what if somebody does some fucked up shit?" Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> nobody says that. Yeah, no, in, no. In all the meetings, I'm sure they had. You know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But actually, that reminds me of the the, the music the, the music act that happened like a week or two ago. You know where. Um, Somebody was supposed to show up there and help sign it. But because uh, I remember somebody was giving an example where you basically had two schools of when, you know, back in back in the wild, wild west of streaming, <laughs> when you had, you know, people were trying to get all, off and running, there were like two ways you can do it. One, you could kind of go to each of the product partners like Apple yeah. and say, hey, we want to have your artists. Here's some money. Let's negotiate. And they were like Spotify was pretty much later where they was like, fuck y'all. We're putting everything on there. Yeah. And then we'll just let the courts decide. And we know, well, you'll, you'll sue us. And then we'll, you'll, we'll all be forced in the room. And I think maybe that's what it is where with Spotify, they kind of had built in early on into their business model where we're going to get into some beef with these record labels, but we'll figure it out in the end. So maybe that's the way because they didn't really factor in the fact of where you might have, you know, this... I might decide, you know, get a, get a, get a, basically get an account and say, I want to be fucking Rihanna and start uploading Rihanna songs. <laughs> and, I, and I think maybe that's the issue there. And it's kind of disheartening because, you know, they're kind of a gatekeeper and a gatekeeper where, you know, as a, if you look at the rap caviar, a lot of those dudes are, are the, the, the definition of indie. And it's like, you know, nobody knows who going back to like, let's say like a, you know, like an extension, even though we started, started off of him, Extentacion. <laughs> 
You know, two years ago when like Look at Me came out, nobody knew who the fuck he was. Nobody knew what he looked like. Yeah. So it's kind of fucked up where you know if a song is vaguely hot, I can kind of put it up on there, put up in random face, and then now I get the streams because nobody knows who the fuck it is. Yeah. It's a lot harder for fucking for Rihanna for Beyonce because we all know who that is. But if I swagger deck somebody's song, put it up on there and say it's mine. Who's gonna know? Yeah, it's like we're going yeah. back to the LimeWire days, man. You remember back in those oh, days? Oh man, I remember LimeWire, IO Galaxy. I remember like, oh shit, I'm gonna download the new Kanye from IO Galaxy, <laughs> right? You download it, and some dudes like mixtape. Yeah, no, it's, it, exactly. <laughs> some dudes mixtape, <laughs> you know. And, and what was fucked up? People were they were really good about making it sound. It wasn't like you would do that, and like a quote unquote Kanye record would be like fucking. Like let's say like like Led Zeppelin, it was like it was close enough it was where close enough, yeah. you know for the first two or three bars you'd be like this might or might not yeah. be him. Yeah. yeah, it's close but not something's off. Yeah, but this might be the new Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm not mad at people. I'm like, yo, you like they. I remember, I oh, shit. There's one artist that they they got me doing that. And I was like, oh shit, like this is new Kanye, this is new whatever. And I listened to it, I was like, this is not like Kanye. But like, this shit bumps, you know? Like, they got me. <laughs> they got me. You're, You're like, I will download your mixtape. Like, stupid illegal practices. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he's the one, like, <laughs> on Spotify posing as LP. <laughs> <laughs> The game hasn't changed. Yeah, not at all. The game hasn't changed, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's again, it's like it's you know. Hopefully, um, you know, with LP coming out, like, like even if Spotify doesn't change, you know, the fact that you can upload songs or whatever, make the process easier. Make the, the process where you don't have to have a lawyer. Because um, again, like LP, I'm, you know, I'm like, I don't think he's like filthy rich. But he could probably afford to have a lawyer, right? He, he can probably get his label's lawyer to, like, you know, email, send assistant, cease and desist. If you're, like, on a lower tier, you're shit out of luck, yeah. you know? And, like, and like something where, and I, and I can't think of my, my brain's going a blank, but, like, you know, think of, the, like, the last, like, let's say, like, like Doja Cat, you know, rest in peace. Like, you know, Doja Cat, something like, like it, it, if somebody who goes viral, who's totally independent, who kind of puts his thing out on YouTube... It is easy to swagger jack that stuff, and it's kind of unfortunate. And somebody like Doja Cat doesn't have, like you said, she's not playing fucking Coachella. Yeah, you know, it's she's at the stage of her career where she really can't. She just kind of have to let that slide. And not to be funny, I see it for a lot of artists also on YouTube, where it's just like, you know, I'll think of a hot song, and I'm like, all right, let me go. You know, somehow I'm like out. You know, I'm I'm out in the in the in, in the the. the, the the very pretty scenery Brooklyn Cafe. <laughs> Suddenly, uh, you know, underground hip hopper from Atlanta comes on, and I, you know, Spotify it, and you know, maybe he's got like you know, two hundred, three hundred views, three hundred thousand views, which is a lot, but not a lot. Yeah. And I'll already see like four or five different versions of that song out there. Oh, of course. And that's taking money out of his fucking mouth. You know what I'm saying, kind of. And it kind of sucks where you know YouTube's kind of still playing whack a mole as far as that's concerned. But at least they're trying to play. Yeah, at least they're trying. Yeah. yeah. But when Spotify is on some like, oh, this is a person who's got a really big following and he's got a, he's got a definitely a huge stature in 2018. He's not Jay-Z, but nobody's really Jay-Z in 2018, including Jay-Z. <laughs> so, when he, you know, like it's, it's enough where he complained. You know, Twitter ran down, took probably, you know, 15 minutes, got picked up by major news places because it's a big fucking deal. So it's kind of sad if a dude like that can get his shit in order and get you corporate, you know, schmucks to kind of come into line. What what does you know you know Black Boy JB two has to do you know what I'm saying like what's no, yeah, happen? Yeah. you know it sucks definitely yeah. definitely 
Yeah. Uh, I'll throw out another uh, article I read this this weekend. Uh, why not? We got a little time. Yeah. Uh, so I was reading about like uh, the new frat rap, uh. <laughs> led by Post Malone, your boy. Uh. <laughs> uh, but it's actually kind of interesting, you know, because you know it kind of it was a article on the Ringer, kind of talking about like you know like how frat rap has evolved and how it started with the Beastie Boys and. Yeah. You know, like I guess like Ad Rock was of the Beastie Boys was talking about how Run DMC said they were going to be like the largest selling like hip hop group of all time, and Ad Rock was like, "No, you're kidding, man!" And they like, <laughs> selling millions of records, yeah, because <laughs> like Run DMC knew that like they will be able to reach a market <laughs> that uh, you know like Run DMC will never never reach until they partner with Aerosmith, yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, I was kind of talking about that, but then I was kind of looking at, like, you know, you have these these cats who were, like, you know, like, back in the day, you had, like, Asher Roth and, you know, like, uh, shit. Even before, Atmosphere. Remember Atmosphere? Atmosphere, yeah. you know, all those cats. Um, now it's, like, Lil Dicky, Post Malone, uh, you know, like, like you know, they talked about, like, Mac Miller, who started off as Fright Rap, and then, like, kind of realized that, like, like, that moniker is not where he wanted to be yeah um and it's like a, it's just like a very interesting like subgenre of rap that's kind of like this weird and they they actually looped in like eminem in the frat rap yeah no he's he's, he's definitely you know it, yeah 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 like like but it's just like, it's kind of this weird thing where you have like you might have quasi acceptance like mac miller like you know who had acceptance who actually like you know Relocate to LA and start working with the internet and start working with like Thundercat, yeah. like all these cats. And like he wanted to have authenticity. Yes. And, and then you have like a little Dicky who just like, you know, doesn't care. Yeah. I'm just doing little songs about like Chris Brown. You know? You know so it's, like, it's kind of this weird like <laughs> subgenre rap. Which yeah. Is, yeah. It's, it's, it's it, and, and it, it makes you wonder because of a lot of these dudes, it's like, like a little Dicky, right? So even though he, it's he's a little borderline at times. You really can't get mad at somebody making fun music. You know, it's he's making silly music. He's making silly videos. You can't really get mad. Like, what's the difference between like, let's say, a little Dicky and an Amini? There's a difference. Amini actually makes good songs, but that whole feel good vibe, I feel like it's kind of the same in kind of both places. The only thing is with little Dicky though is it's he's kind of basically squarely at. You know, it's it almost feels. I don't say racist for capital R. No, but, but definitely a place where it's like, oh, you know, it's basically for, <laughs> it's basically music for, you know, frat bros who like to dress up as Colin Kaepernick and and gangster rappers for Halloween. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's actually where, where it's like they <laughs> like black culture, but that racism deep down inside can't let them accept it 100. percent Of course. So little Dicky's a nice little gateway drug. No, he no, makes it safe for them. No, yeah. it, it's probably like the most extreme. You know, like like I would say, you know, because they talk about Post Malone. Who Post Malone is, you know, for the most part, you know, the article mentioned said something along the lines of sometimes Post Malone fans think that he should just like stop rapping and sing Nirvana songs acoustic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but at least Post, Post Malone like kind of, you know, like I have problems with Post Malone. You know, he said that it, it you know, it, it's hard to be a white rapper. Yeah, hard to be a rap. <laughs> Hip hop is basically easy. Yeah, you yeah. know, but but 
I would take a Post Malone over Lil Dicky in the racial draft. Yeah, easily. Easily. <laughs> Come on, White Iverson. Oh, that shit's still smooth. Yo, Dead Knox. Yeah, like he's Dead got... Knox. Sadly enough, Post Malone has some songs. He has, he has some hits. Yeah, you can't... He you has can't, some hits. You can't front him Post Malone. He has some you know hits. what I'm saying? But uh, it's crazy now that, like, you know, frat rappers, you know, like, like, I guess, like, Mac Miller started it and, like, Post Malone's kind of starting it. It's like, they don't want to be frat rap. It's like now it's like it used to be something that you like embrace. And now it's something that you, you're just kind of like, uh, you know, like, no, nah, I'm, I'm cool, man. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's I don't know. Like, like, it's always been something that's just like I've been fascinated by um, in terms of like what rap is, because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it since the beginning of almost the beginning of rap, like all the majority of, of consumers of rap are white. Yes. You know, so um, it's not surprising that frat rap is having a mini revival because, of course, you know, if that's what your consumer base is looking for, then that's what they want. Like, that's cool. But um, it's kind of interesting to see now that we're so woke, you know, that 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 moniker is kind of becoming some, you know, kind of kryptonite uh, for rappers or they feel like it. They like their fans might not feel like it, but. You know, like somebody like a Mac Miller definitely felt like it. Um, so yeah, no, it's, it's it's an interesting article in the Ringer. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it well, for Mac Miller because I remember because what was interesting about Mac Miller was I I don't say like I, I closely watched his career, but I remember I, I saw it where you know he went from one corner and he would slowly pop on like like you know not no not necessarily album cuts but mixtapes is like holding his own against like Lil Wayne and yeah, everything yeah. else. So he's somebody where he definitely went into that like I, I want to be known as a real MC. I want to be known as a real musician. Even towards the end because he was with Thundercat, who was the most you know yeah, once no. you do hanging out with the brain feeder dudes, it's like yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty much the most, you know, the most musical peak, you know, if you're making popular music, that's pretty much end all and be all, you know, across the board. Um, the thing is with the frat, right, the, the frat rapper also is the fact of where it feels like it's also changing, where I think the reason why they're able to kind of avoid the moniker is because everybody can kind of go viral. So yeah. even you're, like your little Dicky, when I saw little Dicky, even though there's a long history of, of frat rap, it didn't really pop in my head as opposed to him just being silly and stupid. Same thing with a lot of other MCs that are pop out there, like you could make the argument of Logic, where Logic is somebody where even though you could make the argument, the music itself isn't necessarily frat rap, the audience definitely is frat rap. Yeah, I would say Logic's audience is are like the dudes who can't get into the frat party, though. <laughs> <laughs> womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> Oh, and on that note, uh, what are you listening to, man? Oh, what am I listening to? All right, so hmm, I'm gonna start. All right, so let's 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 go back. I'm uh, Amory. So after almost a decade away from the game, mm-hmm. Amory kind of came back, and I think they announced it like Wednesday last year, last year, last week, which is gonna have a double album. And it ended up not really being a double album. It was more like, I think Spotify has it where one real album, one EP, which is hilarious because the real album is seven songs long and the EP six songs long. <laughs> so I don't know how they decided that. But um, and the thing is about Emory is that she was never the strongest singer. But luckily, she had a really strong production, which gave her a couple of really great hits. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of... 
and I don't want to go in too badly because there's certain things I like about it. She's undercover. She looks beautiful. I, there was a piece about her she's talking about motherhood and, you know, she's out there, you know, making music in a specific, because she could easily make nostalgia music. Yeah. She's definitely trying to stay up with the times. However, and I don't want to be too harsh, it's really, it's really kind of mediocre. Mm. And it's kind of unfortunate because her big thing was the fact of where she would have this really high-end hip-hoppy boom-bask production. Yeah. And, you know, it was always... It was always high octane. Yeah. And even though she's not necessarily a 90s R&B person, that's kind of, and 90s is what's in as far as music is concerned, she was definitely, you know, mid, mid-aughts. Yeah. Where you still had that still kind of, it was still closely aligned to the R&B you had in the 90s. Yeah. So if Emery broke out now doing a lot of the stuff she was doing back in the days, she'd have a fucking hit. Like, she she could do well doing being old Emery. Unfortunately... She's doing Trap Soul. Mm. And she's doing Trap Soul where it's not even like modern Trap Soul. It's like Trap Soul from like five years ago. Yeah. So like like it's it's kind of weird because you hear it and and there's nothing and here, there's nothing wrong with Trap Soul. Some some you know, Trap Soul has given us, you know, to a certain extent, Jeremiah's doing a lot of Trap Soul. Yeah, yeah. Obviously the god, the modern god of Trap Soul is is the weekend, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You have um Slack. <laughs> 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 Or whatever his name is. So it's not like it's anything wrong per se, but it's just weird because she had this niche kind of like hammered up. And then so you're listening to it and it's like, all right, I kind of get that you want to keep up with the Joneses, but it's weird. So my favorite song the whole out of the whole set is, is a song called Amnesia. And I swear to God, I just can't confirm it. I'm pretty sure it's built off a weekend sample. Mm. <laughs> like Circa Trilogy. Like yeah. I hear it, I'm just like, oh, this is definitely, I just can't figure out what song. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh shit, where it's kind of weird where it's 2018 and we're kind of in this song, Tucker Tucker and House of Balloons from like fucking, you know, that's a long time ago, man. You know, yeah. That, yeah. That, was, that was Obama era, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was a wow. We, had, we all had hopes and dreams. <laughs> So it's so it's weird because I struggle because it's kind of cool that somebody could come out and I don't know I'm I, I don't know if she's on a major I, sh- I think it might be even be independent mm. so it's cool for her to kind of come out the gate have all this press drop a double album make a statement yeah but like I said it, and I was really rooting for it but like I said I think it's unfortunate because I think she forgot her roots yeah. um the this the, the the proper album is definitely more trap soul. The EP is a little more pared down, so it's a little bit more R and B. But even then, there's there's a good amount of auto tune. Yeah, it's not where it needs to be. And I think that going back to the '90s revivalism that's kind of happening with LMA and everything else, I think it's time. Or even like for some reason, Wu Tang has had a great week. Like they're popping up here and there, and like like on TV and stuff. On Jimmy Kimmel, so I was like, what the fuck? They'll never die. Yeah, but it's but it's it's a time of where I think that a lot of the a lot of the Older people in R&B and hip hop kind of need to remember that they're elders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like even like going back to like how we reviewed Usher last week, Usher was flexing, but he was flexing in a way that felt like he was still Usher. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't really feel like he was keeping up the Joneses. I just felt like he was a dude who liked strip clubs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of weird to kind of hear an artist who, like I said, who's who's made it at least one piece talking about her motherhood, who's kind of going back to like you know just regular like 22 year old like like you know kid stuff. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think we'll have time. I'll tell you, like, Almeri is kind of the reason the couch sessions exist. Oh, wow. Uh, because uh, basically, uh, I, somebody leaked a track to me on my old blog, old, old blog, 
called One Thing, which is like her her hit hit track. Yeah, the, the, the. And like they're like, oh hey, can you post this on the blog? We're not we're trying to get like spins on radio and blah blah blah. I post it on the blog, and I guess they're doing a push to like blogs, and they did like a UK push on BBC radio because they couldn't get the single dropped in the states. Really, that's, that's, yeah. In high today seems ridiculous, but you know it was two thousand four, right? So like it's a different time. Like it was way too much percussion. There's way too many things going on. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, like it's it's a it's a different time. So yeah, all that to say, uh, and you know, rest is history. Dropped the track. Everybody in the mother came to count sessions, and like people's record labels started reaching out. So no, I I, I owe uh, Amory kind of a debt of gratitude. Um, yeah, it, it kind of sucks. I mean, I think she's always since that time, she's always been trying to find. Her voice and you know, yeah. I, I, she she made like really good music with Rich Harrison, who produced One Thing and also produced uh, Single Ladies. Uh, I think Single Ladies, a couple of Beyonce tracks and things like that. Yeah, and I think like she kind of worked with that sound really well, uh, really well. And I think like any like. Like her voice, I think it's it's a bit too like light for any like traditional R and B. Like you know, she needs to experiment a little bit more. Yeah, you know. Uh, but the thing that sucks is like when you're trying to find a hit, like you're not going to experiment. You're just going to kind of go back, you know, or like try to do stuff that's like worked well before. And yes. I think it's always been kind of been her problem. Yeah, and and she definitely had a couple of uh, songs that were just like. Um... Or was it hit? I just already forgot already. One thing. One thing. Yeah, she had like another song that was just like one thing. But the thing is, even then, like, why don't we fall in love? It's a great ass fucking That's track. That's a great song. Like that, Thank if that you. song yeah, yeah, yeah. came out now, it'd be bonkers. So it, the thing is, she's somebody where like it's just weird because I was hoping I forgot that was her song. Yeah. Yeah. I, great, great. One of the like one of like like definitely one of the best you know, R&B tracks in the last couple decades. So it's weird, particularly like party songs. So it's kind of weird where you've got somebody who's got this talent or is able to at least, you know, even if she may not be the greatest thing in the world, where, and maybe like I said, it's a songwriter, maybe it's a manager or whatever, she's able to kind of find this pocket yeah. where she nails. And I was really looking forward to the album because I was like, oh shit, it's going to be kind of fun shit. It's going to be great production. And it's kind of weird kind of listening to like trap shit from like fucking, literally trap beats from like five years ago where it's like, uh. Yeah. And maybe it's an old, maybe it's an old project. Maybe she's kind of seeking it out now. Who knows? Yeah. But it's kind of something where I, I was listening to it and I really wanted to win and I was kind of disappointed because it's like, ah, oh, fuck, this is not what I wanted from you. Yeah. What I wanted from you is this kind of like arm, you know, more army traditional stuff not necessarily like you know trap soul yeah yeah uh that sucks yeah. that sucks um so i'm listening to and i'm gonna butcher this name charlotte Idieri. um so as you know i'm i'm still on apple music but like i'm still on spotify and it's like so one of those bastards that are stealing money out of date <laughs> LP's pockets. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in this weird like music purgatory right now. Um, I don't have Spotify on my phone, <laughs> <laughs> so when I come here to record, I can't talk about the artist that I found on Spotify because it's not on the phone and I don't pay for Spotify yet. So like I can't like do the whole thing. Yeah. Because uh, they lock down the app if you don't pay the money. Um, Ooh. So all this to say, uh, I found this artist randomly on Spotify because I think Spotify, even though they think <laughs> they might be like not the best for artist management, uh, they're the best for music discovery. I feel um, you know this artist has like seventy thousand plays on her tracks. You know, like and Spotify is kind of like that, that good marriage of like 
you know, SoundCloud and that, like, you know, a traditional streaming service where you find these artists that aren't as popular. Whereas Apple Music, I feel like they kind of service me like artists that are like quasi popular, have more screens, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, all this is to say. Um, so the reason I picked this album and it's called Cell. Um, it's because like I actually was reading the uh, Solange um, interview in New York Times, oh. um, and after I read that out this that that interview, I started listening to this this EP, and I kind of felt like this EP is actually a really great compliment to Solange's uh, "See at the Table" from oh, 2016. Nice. Um, not so much lyrically, not so much kind of like topically um sell so i think it's a bit more nebulous in time in terms of like what uh she sings about and also like half of the album's in french so i don't know what she's singing about <laughs> um but just kind of like sonically they kind of complement each other awesome um you know they're kind of like this kind of like um you know neo feature no, i wouldn't even say futuristic r&b but just kind of like stripped down r&b kind of like deconstructed R&B and kind of taking those elements um, and I, I think like uh, Charlotte like does some of her own production and she also has like some you know French producers so it's very kind of like uh, it's like a French interpretation of a seat at the table you know <laughs> so it's a little bit more electro there's a little more stripped down there's a little, little bit more deconstruction a little more, bit more kind of playing around with different things yeah um so it's just a cool like five or six track EP that I stumbled upon. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. Um, and she has another project under another moniker called Water, um, which is her other moniker, uh, which is a bit more Definitely like easily Google. If yeah. you want to find our internet, you just type in well, water. It's like w- <laughs> it's like whoa, 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 water. It's like www water. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't understand these artists, man. These, these kids nowadays, and these I don't names. understand these kids. What's, what's this? The internet? <laughs> Who is the internet? <laughs> but uh, this project is a little bit more experimental. It's a little bit more electro. It's a little bit more like sparse beats and kind of like you know eight8s but like really kind of like turned like inside out. You know, um, it's a little bit. You know, it's just kind of like. Um, Almost like a hot chip, <laughs> you know. Hot chip. Shouts to hot chip. Shouts to hot chip. Yeah. Uh, kind of like if you like you know, hot chip, but also with like R and B black female vocals. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what her other project feels like. Um, but it's cool. Like it's, it's 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 cool to actually discover new music. Um, Because that's been kind of like a pain point for me. Like, I have all this new music, but I'm just like, I'm not, I'm like being served tracks. I'm not really being served like full, complete packages. So it was cool to kind of find this artist and discover her. And um, yeah, it's like she's touring right now in Europe. Like, her Instagram's kind of popping. She has a tour bus now. Good props to her. You know. Um, But yeah, it's it's kind of cool to kind of see that. It'll be kind of cool to see if her and, like, Solange, like, get together in the future, because I think they complement each other really well. Um, And it's funny, too, because, like, like, a lot of these artists are going out to Europe and, like, you know, 
like a lot of American artists are kind of going over there and, and like collaborating with these French artists and European artists anyway. So I wouldn't be surprised if that happens in the future. Um, but yeah, no, if you like the Solange album, I think this will be really cool, cool, like compliment, like play it like right after a seat at the table and, you know, awesome. check it out. Nice. I will definitely check it out. Let's listen to it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of feel kind of bad now because after that glowing recommendation of really high, you know, high quality, high idea R&B. That's all I bring, man. I'm going to recommend uh, Juice World. That's right. <laughs> That's all you, fam. Yeah, Juice World. Well, the thing is, I'm not even a big Juice World fan, to be honest with you, because to me, I feel like he's Target Jack because he does this weird sing-songy, like almost nursery rhyme rap stuff. Yeah. Which seems, and it's kind of sad that I feel like we're in an era. Like, how do you Swagger Jack Lil Yachty? <laughs> like, how how crazy is a rap cycle where you you pattern yourself after little yachty <laughs> and so it's like he's got this weird little yachty thing going on but a lot of the stuff that a lot of the soundcloud rappers are doing like he feels like an amalgamation of all of is he's basically rep- of, of what all the old school hip-hop heads are like yo this is not real hip-hop yeah in their head that's what he sounds like mm. <laughs> but the thing is he's got a new uh, collaborative record called world and drugs with future mm-hmm. and it's actually not bad the production is pretty dope Future, as opposed to uh, in the last couple of months, a lot of our rap superstars who failed us, he's actually sounds like he likes rapping. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not bringing his best bars, but he definitely sounds energized. That's good. He's uh he and and it's a it's like a fun little album. And and the thing is, even though Juice Wrld's not my thing 100, percent I was playing it. I was like, oh, it's kind of you know, this kind of bumps. Like it's it's got some bops on it. So like you know, it's something where you know, it's it's cool a hearing old artists and new artists. And what's cool about it is, as opposed to, there's a certain trend in hip hop I see a lot. Like Drake is probably the biggest offender, where it's almost vampiric. Whereas like you have these this older artists kind of going on and collaborating with new artists to kind of steal some of their shine. Yeah. And it kind of looks kind of sound blatant, whereas if like the 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 the, the old artist is kind of like just basically following the wave of the younger artist. Mm. No, future is as big fucking future as he normally is. And like <laughs> and like he's got a song on there with Lil Wayne called Oxy. And he's doing that horrible slob of my knob voice. Yeah. From oh the back. So is this like literally <laughs> you've got this track where you've got this dude already doing singing song shit. And you're just going out there doing this really horrible. It sounds like basically, you know, the three little pigs, the wolf and the grandmother's fucking, you know, just as a grandmother in the bed, like, go get me up. Come over here, piggy. Like shit like that. And then, yeah. but it goes back to where, like I said, it's, where everybody's been kind of so kind of calculated as far as their releases, all these big superstars, for just like, fuck it, they'd be hopping with a shitty ass mixtape and drop some bars. <laughs> so it's actually kind of cool that's concerned. And then, like I said, even though I'm not the biggest Juice World fan, you know, it was pretty, he was, I won't say solid, but he didn't he didn't get in my way. Yeah. So it was actually a fun listen. So, like, you know, props to them. Props to them to kind of come out with something that it didn't feel like a shitty cash grab. It didn't feel cynical. It's like, oh, and it felt like a, kind of a real mixtape yeah. for once. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. props to them. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. And with that, and with that, we're gonna ride off into the sunset. You know, it's it's been it's gonna, it's gonna be this week is gonna be a big week actually. Cause yeah, yeah, because you've got Georgia and Mojo's gonna come out for record. Oh nice, week. yeah. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And then Cardi B just dropped a new song. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of which is actually pretty hitting. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cool 
hearing New York rappers sounding like actual New York City rappers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I guess Solange is dropping something very soon. At any given time, you know, once you get that like out there, that like that 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 spread that article, right? Like that means like the, that the uh, the marketing push is, is begun. Yeah, somebody's out there as a guy going to drop it in the next week or two. You need to go out. You need you need to go out there and make that money, damn it. <laughs> you marketers, you better go out there, so, uh, put on your tightest heels, go out there and strut that strut. I need. <laughs> 15 think pieces by the end of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're about to, to go into the home stretch of the year. Yeah. So, uh, and then, who else? Um, Ty Dollar Song and Jeremiah have a collaborative, speaking of collaborative albums, <laughs> yeah, well, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting couple of, couple of months, actually. So, I'm looking forward to it. Cool, cool. So, yeah, so for you guys want to hear us, you know, review these things and basically hate on most of your, most of your most popular artists. <laughs> We're here. We're here. We're always. here. Follow us. You know where to follow us. You know where to find us. Hit us up, as always. Yep. Till next bad time, next bad channel. Peace. Peace.